perfectly balanced as all things should be. Maximum effort. In this world, there's no surrender. He's not alive, but he's right. Who the hell is Bucky? You don't like a fair fight. I think you're wrong. Which part? All of it. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Touche. Welcome to The Rogue Agents, a Marvel Crisis Protocol podcast hosted by Dizzard, Finger Guns, a faceless hyper viper. <laughs> uh, sorry, I couldn't resist. It's um, okay. Anyways, our, our goal and focus of the podcast is to provide you with competitive conversations with the mindset of anything can be competitive. Our slogan is going to be that innovation is key. So let's get right into today's episode. Um, we actually had some news today, actually, with news. a silhouette that I'm super excited for. And because we're doing a live stream, I can actually do this oh, and we can yeah. look at this picture real quick for those who are going to pull it up with your technology yeah. hell yeah yeah technology so like this week today my immediate thoughts was black swan and super giant because one the tagline minds will never be the same uh and thanos's throne was the first thing i saw so i was like this has to be black swan super giant yeah um but shadow marvel um made a very good point that the model on the left definitely looks like it could be a moon dragon so it is yeah, a, uh, a sad possibility <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do, what do you guys think though i i think it could very easily be super giant which i'd be so excited for um and being such a different aspect to black order if it did i'd be really surprised if it wasn't black swan and super giant because the only time they've split up characters and boxes at least like really done it like you can make the argument oh you know they did it for the Doc Ock and Spider-Man box, but that's not really a box in my opinion. That's like a cosmetic thing. Um, yeah. It's like extras. They've never, besides like Wolverine, Sabretooth, like the X-Men wave, when they split them up because those characters all released at once, most of the time they are releasing two characters that go together. Um, Black Swan and Supergiant are the last two members of the Black Order who aren't currently in the game besides like Outriders, and I really don't think Black Order needs runs. So, yeah. What do you, Sam? What do you, what do you think about this? I think that the uh, the one with the, the tentacles and the hair is almost assuredly, <laughs> almost assuredly Black Swan. Yeah. But I have some, I have some doubts about the other one. It's kind of uh, kind of dragon esque there on that energy, and uh, I don't know. The hood's the hood's not up. The hood is down. But the the weird like moon dragon like pentacles aren't there either. I don't know. I really yeah. hope. I really hope it's super giant. Because I've been I waiting for the two of them for a while. <laughs> yeah, I same. Like you can go either way. Like it could be a uh, whatever Moon Dragon as well. But I really, I feel very strongly that it is those two. Also, the thing that confirms it most for me, um, for that being Black Swan, is she's holding McDonald's French fries, which is canon. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's French fries and a cup. That thing at the top is a straw. I don't know about that. She never had any straws. She only <laughs> ate French fries. So I know I'm painting that up. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I I really hope it's super giant. Like I don't care as much about Black Swan. I care more about Super Giant. But um, I've been saying it since Thanos first came out. I was like, I want Super Giant in this game because she's just such a telepathic powerhouse. Because Black Order needs more control on her. Uh, Amen. She could be a different kind of control. She could be the kind of control that just staggers everyone on the board. I'm down for yeah. that. I'm hoping those possession rules finally get dusted off and applied to the game. That, uh, well, that future proofing. 
Yeah. Well, well, what I think would be really cool is both of these characters are very big possession characters. <laughs> like <laughs> both of them. Um, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see who they actually are. So, yeah. Let's go ahead and move on. Um, hobby review from last week. Um, Sam, did you complete your goal? Accountability check. I have a Dormammu. <laughs> He's not quite done. I still have some some highlighting and edging that I need to do here. But uh, the purple's turning out nicely. And we got about five more passes on the the eyes to make them look more like they're glowing. But uh, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm almost over Dormammu, though. We'll see. Nice. We'll see if uh, the paint job is finished or if I'm finished with the roster first. <laughs> <laughs> What about what about you, Hyper Viper? What was your your hobby goal? I don't think I said one, but I did. I got a I got Juggernaut, and I fin- I finished putting together Mordo, so I officially have nothing nice. to put together. So I have no more excuses not to paint. I was gonna paint today while we were doing this stream, <laughs> but uh, then I didn't do that, so I'm not gonna do that. Fair, 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 fair. And uh, I painted a Fury. Uh, publicly no less so <laughs> yeah and publicly uh, i use the um I, there it goes use the uh the rogue agents twitch um he turned out really good i think um yeah his eye is very bright and honestly i'm not gonna lie this is probably the happiest i've ever been with a dark skin tone um you can't really see it but it's it's got like the different tones going on it came out really nicely um yeah i i happiest well. i've ever done a dark skin tone that actually nice. came out very well with your hand there, but you can see like very much better <laughs> pictures on our Discord if you're interested. What's uh, what's the recipe? Um, so I cheated, uh, but it works, so I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> um, so I use monument paints for pretty much everything. Yeah, I think I see some. In, I see some in your back corner there. Yes. Um, and you can see all mine right here. <laughs> um, I love monument paints. I shameless plug, I guess. I don't know what you'd call this. Uh, free advertisement. But uh, his transparency. Um. I don't know if you've ever watched Slow Fuse paint or anything like that, but um, he, he did this one recipe one time for a leather where you do a dark, like his uh, mahogany color, and then you do his golden brown color over that. You do transparent brown, and that's how I get the leather. That's how I do my leathers for his belts and everything like that. Um, and I was like, you know what? This like could actually pull off probably a pretty good dark skin tone. So I did the exact same thing, just did a little bit more of the golden brown in the spots that like the sun would be hitting for the higher tones of the dark skin. And it came out really nice, actually. I was really, really pleased with it. Um, Again, like the best dark skin I've ever done on a model. So I'm no longer intimidated by doing dark skin. (laughs) Uh, Time to paint Killmonger, finally. (laughs) (laughs) My Killmonger just kept getting darker and darker and darker. Uh, I did. I didn't hit that Michael B. Jordan groove. He, uh, we went right past there and uh, just just kept going. Fair, fair, fair. Um, so then we're going to talk about the challenge from last week, and the challenge was build a list using Bucky, Punisher, and Taskmaster. Um, and we're going to kind of do with this is we're going to do like each host will kind of host the question or the, the challenge and then they'll do the review for the challenge as the weeks go by. Uh, you guys will see later what next week's is going to be. But um, this one was a Bucky Taskmaster and Punisher. And I picked Omnis's list because I found it really cool to see Daredevil being used, the new one, um, because I haven't really 
uh, dove too deep into Daredevil. I really like the way this list looks. Um, again, I mean, Kimless plug in. I'll stop saying after this one, but uh, check out the Discord. All these lists are there, where you guys can go ahead and post your answers to the challenge. But he had Daredevil, Bullseye, Taskmaster, Killmonger, Bucky, Venom, Rogue, Punisher, Voodoo, Doctor Strange. Um, I love this list of characters though, because he's definitely sinking in on um, just like massive damage. Like, <laughs> like everybody here is just a straight killer. It's it's great. Like between Bullseye doing the the finishing off, Taskmaster just Taskmaster, Killmonger with his Usur. I don't think he actually brought his soup, did he? Let me look. Uh, he had all according to plan, cruel tutelage, no mercy, field dressing, med pack, sacrifice, land obsession, climbing gear, and lethal protector. But there's quite a bit of clapback that's going on between Bucky and Venom. Um, voodoo because of voodoo. And yeah, I just I really like the list. I just like the fact that he's playing Daredevil and it was different. Um, so I I do enjoy it. Uh, got what Discord? How do you get an invite? I'm going to post this in there. I have. I thought I had a. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And this um, on this list is leader list, right? Like, or this? Oh uh, no, it's it's Shadowland Daredevil. Oh, it's just it just says Daredevil, so I thought differently. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're losing some points from me. Not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, I like this list. So it's a good I, list, don't uh, lie. Out of all the lists, it was the one that caught my eye the most. And I was like, ooh, that's cool. Um, and yes, there was an X-Force list that was put in there just because it's me. <laughs> but uh, I chose Daredevil uh, because I need to do something different every now and then. <laughs> oh, yeah. That theory, Daredevil, isn't that? <laughs> Daredevil leadership is so different than Cables, right? I mean, it's so different because it's more effective. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a cheaper character with grunts who, and it's low key just better. You know, we're not going to talk about that yet because we have something we're going to do later in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, had a, I had a practice game against Shadowlands Daredevil this last weekend, and uh, yeah. I, I solved the leadership. Just want to let everybody know just, just stay off objectives and don't hold anything. The yep. leadership doesn't even work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just disable it. You have to worry about how much he's killing you. <laughs> Hundred percent. I was playing against that. Uh, I was playing against Shadowlands with my Thanos like Mono Black Order team, and I just didn't go. It was Spider infected, and like Infinity Formula, and I just stayed off the points and killed them, and I won. It was great. Boom. <laughs> yeah. That's what you got to do. All right. Uh, so let's get into our main topic um, today. As you can tell by the episode title, we're going to be talking about game plans, um, and we have we're going to start with defining a game plan. Uh, so get to us, like, or to me, right? Because I wrote this out. You guys are just... <laughs> <laughs> this is your guys' opinion. Uh, don't. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, game plan defined is like what you are actively trying to achieve towards winning the game. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. See, it is. I, I, I was right. I, <laughs> All right. Topic solved. Uh, topic solved. All right. Uh, so next week. Uh, anyways. So yeah. So your game plan is what are you podcast. actually. 30 no this is more like 10 minute but (laughs) uh so yeah what are you actively trying to achieve towards winning the game and uh let's start off with this like why is this an important topic i'll I'll pass this over to you sam well uh so i was talking with my wife who i forced to dabble in this game and she was like oh i never have a game plan and i was like you know what that makes it both easier and harder for me sometimes when uh we've played some games but uh Having a plan uh, 
it's really there's a about 10 steps before you've got a plan put together because you need to kind of identify what is on the board, what your victory condition is, uh, what your opponent's victory condition might be, and uh, which ones of their models are going to help them further their game plan and which ones do you not want to interfere with your own. And so that's kind of where where I start with a game plan and kind of a matches. I'm looking at the characters and I'm looking at the crises and I want to understand, okay, where... Where do I start to eke some advantage out of this game from what's on the board? And uh, I guess that's like the first step. It doesn't really answer the question of why is a game plan important, but I think a game plan is important <laughs> because that is kind of how you find a path to victory instead of just uh, putting some models down and, and rolling dice, which is also fun. Uh, what, what you got, Hyper Viper? Just like generally about a game plan? Ooh, that's a fun question. I don't know. Like, you always have a game plan, whether or not you're thinking about it. Like, your wife, she might say that she doesn't know what's going on or whatever, but she's actually conniving and seeing 13 moves ahead, and you're just not smart enough to see it. I um, I, I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> not that she's conniving, but she is seeing the Matrix, and she's 13 moves ahead. Yeah. Um, game plan is just like... I, I'm bad at this, because I'll like... I'll accidentally win or accidentally lose because I don't do victory point math because that's not entirely the reason why I play this game. Um, but like, that is something that's very important. Is you try and it's like the lines to victory, right? Is you can see like, oh, if I do this, this, and this, I win. If this goes my way, I win. Um, and I usually figure that out at like the last step, like right before it happens. <laughs> like, okay, this goes my way, or I lose, or I win, right? Um, but just like having that game sense to be like, oh, if if this continues going this way. I am advantaged. I think that's the most important part. So I would say for me, it, it comes down to, I guess, and why I think this is like an important topic is the fact that if you can understand that your game plan should be constantly evolving, constantly adapting and changing with every single move that happens on the board, like sure, you can start with your roster construction of like, I have a game plan of, like, I want to, play black order i want to kill everything um <laughs> like that might change because corvus might get one one shot and then your opponent steals prio somehow i don't know how this is happening but in my make-believe world it's happening <laughs> um <laughs> and then they ko him and then now you lost your your biggest hitter so your game plan drastically needs to change so it's constantly evaluating and constantly adapting what you are actively doing to win the game um so it, that's kind of how I look at it is what do I like, like I think Sam worded it pretty good with the whole um, like figure out basically what your your avenues your avenues of success I guess is the best way to put it yeah yeah how do I want how do I want to win <laughs> yeah how do I want to win how do I want to win this game how can I win like how what, can what I win yeah that's good <laughs> I there's another part to a game plan in my opinion that you I like to not like not like set plays like I'm not like the, you know, like pentagrams plays like there used to yeah. be where, you, you know, you're going to just throw out an exact thing every single time. But having some ideas of how to approach your own crises uh, is really, really an important part, uh, especially now with the random crisis. You, you, you want to know what you're what, at least what you want to do. Maybe you don't get the points, you know, the threat value that you want or, you know, maybe the dice start to go awry. So pivoting is always a, a huge part of that. But at least knowing roughly where you want your models to be set up so that you can, you know, interact with the crisis to uh, to gain that early points advantage as much as you can without, you know, overextending or putting yourself in a bad spot. 
That is something about Random Crisis that it really brought up. Because it used to be you would take two crises that you really want and one that you put there to scare your opponent, basically. And now it's you want three that you have either as good as or like the best game on that crisis. Like you pick crises that you are the best at, right? Uh, so, like you all, even if you if you get your your secures or your extracts, there's always one side of it that you excel at. Which and then either you're capitalizing on that or you're going for both. I think I worded that poorly, but yeah, <laughs> I, I I think it makes make, it makes sense. Like it's again, what are you actively doing? <laughs> um, I think this is more like like I think understanding the game plan really comes down to more of like, I guess it's it's being proactive and reactive at the same time, like advancing your personal game plan of what you're doing and then reacting to your opponent's game plan to try and thwart it. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of turn zero decisions that are a part of the <laughs> game plan too. I mean, obviously like uh, turn zero is so big in, in any minis game, but I think that this one, especially since the, the plans can just get <laughs> blended as soon as somebody yeah. rolls the first, you know, spiky dice roll, uh, everything oh, yeah. can change. But uh, I think that when you're, you know, from the point that you've won or lost priority and then either looking at your opponent's secures and extracts, comparing them to yours, looking at the threat values that they have available and the ones that you know that you prefer to play at. I think that that's that's another part of your game plan. Uh, when I was playing the Asgard and Guardians roster, uh, I loved 18. I ran a lot of I, I ran exclusively 18 and 17 threat crises i loved my 18 point plans i wasn't a huge fan of my 17 point plans they were uh they always felt a little like i was leaving something on the table but at 18 i felt like all right i've got i've got everybody that i want on the table now so anytime that i was able to either help myself manufacture an 18 threat game just by choosing you know secures or extracts i was always excited for that all right my next question for you guys we'll start with hyper viper with this one and that is is there more to a game plan than just attrition control and kill absolutely um you can't really run like you can run a team that's pure kill right or you could run a team that's pure control or pure whatever but it's very unlikely that you're not going to dip your toes into those other pools like even if you're playing like full control web warriors I'd be really surprised if you didn't throw a single attack that game. Um, Even if you are playing, you know, uh, heavy attrition like Shadowlands, Daredevil, nothing but rapid firers. I mean, you're not just going to not sit on the points. Like you have to, a game plan, even one that's more heavily stacked in any of those three directions, you have to have facets of the other two. Otherwise, you're just, you know. I'm not gonna say like you're trolling or something like that. You're just you're gonna be missing out. There are things that you could be doing as well, and there are ways to do all those things at once. Sam, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, I agree largely with that. I don't think there's anything that I disagree with in those statements. I mean. I think that Thanos makes all of that easier in general because he, he tends to excel at every aspect of the game. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's uh, at some point in the game, I mean, the, like the, the terms control and beat down, I've, I've heard those thrown around uh, you know, all over the place. I think that there's, there's a lot of those elements that do apply to crisis protocol. Uh, and at some point you do want to understand uh, whether or not you're in the driver's seat. Uh, 
if you've got the lead, if you've got, you know, a good base to, to stand on, I mean, there's a lot of like X-Men game plans where you're kind of just, you, you get a nice early lead and then you're going to kind of glide and coast through the end of the game and hope that you can hold on to, to the lead you've got. And in all of those cases, you are basically trying to balance whether or not you need to lean harder into control or lean harder into attrition, or if you're really just going to, if you're only out at that point is to just go for a board wipe, which is so difficult in this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's just like, I roll just keep <laughs> agreeing and roll the record, I guess now, but it's... it's, it's I didn't have much to add there. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we could just accept that. Um, yeah, I, I just... I guess I just want to say like it's just being able to pivot on that foot um, between like I said keeping that adaptability and understanding of what's actively happening and what you're gonna see happening to make that plan to push it forward. Um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, think, uh, sorry to interrupt, but the the pivot oh, as well is something that's like a very important skill to learn is uh, knowing when you need to switch from any of those single game plans to something else like. That's something I've heard talked about a lot. Like when we watch like the top eight of TTS or whatever, it's like, oh, this is the turn that so and so realized I'm not going to win on points. I need to pivot to attrition and try and beat them down. They are outscoring me yeah. at this point. I need to shift my game plan. That's a very important skill to have in this game. So, what is something that you could recommend to either newer players or even people just trying to understand this concept more? Like, what would you recommend to them? Um, I mean, the easy answer is just play more. Right, that's the answer to everything, yeah. though. But like, I think, I think this is something I struggle with: is taking my time and thinking about all the facets of the game instead of just like the things that are that I'm looking at, like the miniatures on the table. Remembering the scoreboard exists, remembering what tactics cards, because that's like really difficult for me to do when I don't have a TTS overlay. Like when I was at LVO, <laughs> I would literally write down my opponent's tactic cards and cross them out as they use them, and look at that little piece of paper every five minutes because I'm really bad at remembering things. Um, yeah. But just like being like in this this game takes like an hour right like it's not a quick game by any means I mean, maybe it is compared to other mini games but like it can be mentally draining to keep track of a million different things at once and that's part of why like going wide and having a just or just having a big toolkit in general is difficult to deal with because you have to remember what these characters can do at all times and all of these different things they can potentially use to influence the board so taking your time and just like methodically being like, okay, if I do this, what can they do? And how does it help me is very mm -hmm. important, I would say. And what would you, because you're saying like taking your time, um, I guess we'll, we'll go over to Sam real quick. What, what, do you, what would you say, like, I've seen like a lot more like in real life tournaments and even TTS cuts now are using clocks. Like, do you think that this could create some intimidation for somebody who's not used to thinking like this or somebody who just isn't nearly as practiced with clocks and working with that. Like what's something you would say with that? I, I think, sorry, I worked with some guys last night on, on clocks. Like, uh, let, let's just, let's take a look at it. Cause we got a couple of new players. We got a, uh, an LVOIS qualifier that we're doing in Greenville, uh, this, mm -hmm. this coming weekend. And so, uh, I made the I'm the organizer for that, and I decided that we we're going to do it on clocks because uh, the last couple of events that I've seen and heard about, uh, we had a lot of games going to time, and I don't want that to be what everyone remembers from their day at this qualifier. Uh, I was more comfortable with people being like, all right, you know, the clocks were hard or I didn't like the clocks. Like, let's get an opinion about it instead of uh, like, well, we had a, you know, a lot of games go to time, then that was, you know, how so-and-so won the whole day or how so-and-so yeah. lost uh, early. So... 
I wanted to play with clocks and uh, I wanted to work with some of my local guys on on clocks. And so some of my guys have come over from other games and they've got experience with clocks and we've got some other guys that, that haven't. And uh, I, I have been purposefully lax in my own clock management. Um, I did clock myself out the other night, uh, but all of the jokes were on my clock. And so <laughs> we had a we had a good understanding that, you know, there is actually a fair amount of time you can you can take your time. Uh, so long as you keep your pace of play and don't wander around on your decision tree too many times, yeah. the clocks really aren't going to be an issue. It's a lot easier to lose track of time with a round timer instead of a chess clock because you know, either it's not in view or you're not paying attention to it. And uh, you just let it let it ride, kind of, you know, like let, let the clock run down, take your time. It's a resource for you to spend. Just don't get lost and stop paying attention to it and start making all the jokes on your own clock. Cause that's how you get yourself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's another thing I want to mention is just because it's not your turn. Like even if your opponent's clock is the one going down, that doesn't mean you should not be thinking um, yeah. just because you hit the button doesn't mean that you can like turn off your brain. You should always be paying attention. Like, like I, I'm a very like, I don't know. There's something in my brain where when I'm doing something, especially like a game or like boxing or blah, 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 it's all I can think about. Like I'm a very like single-minded person. Um, so when I'm playing Marvel, I I get as laser beamy as I can. And I know I was just talking about how I forget about tactics cards and shit because I'm a human <laughs> being. Um, but I, I try and just like, if I'm, I'm sitting there playing the game, I'm not pulling out my phone. I'm not like looking at Discord or whatever. I'm there to play, and um, you, unless I'm having like a bad time, that's a different conversation. And usually it doesn't happen because I love this game. Um, but yeah, you should like even if it's not your turn, um, you should be analyzing like what I try and do is put myself in their shoes and be like, okay, if I'm this person, I don't know why I'm playing like a, a steel team full of web warriors, but if I'm this person, what do I do in their position, and how like yeah. how can I stack the deck more in my favor? And then so for me, I'm like, okay, so if they do that. I do this and blah, 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 blah. Um, and once you get kind of like a good game sense, you're not going to be seeing like the future or whatever, because like there's dice and there's independent factors and players are different. Uh, as we talked about many times on this show already, people have different plans for what they want to do and how they like play styles for this game. Like my yeah. black cat is, or my whatever is very different than your whatever. Um, so just like thinking about what you would do and trying to see the avenues is very important. And again, just because you hit the button doesn't mean it's not your turn in a sense. Uh, but also, I've I've never had a game go to time really. I find that like if both players are doing their thing, it does that doesn't really happen. Um, like an hour and a half ish, hour forty five is usually a decent amount of time. The only game that I've like gotten kind of risky on is when uh, and I'm gonna throw a little bit of shade, even though I love them. But Omnis made me play it on an unmarked map at LVO just because it was convenient, and uh, I had to set up everything <laughs> manually. So me and my opponent were like, "This is awful." We we literally we uh we taped down the secures to make sure they didn't move. But again, no hate. You threw a great event on this. LVO was fun. That's good. That's good. Um, I guess my piece on that would be like get practicing with them. Um, yeah. understand understand the timings of the clocks because like if you are doing something and your opponent is like playing something i don't know like wakanda and all of a sudden they're taking like 20 seconds to make a decision if they're gonna do a wakanda reroll or not like you have all the right in the world in my opinion to pass that clock to them after like three seconds oh yeah. now i don't think you need to be rude about the clock like it's not like 
your decision clock like let me just keep hitting this thing every single time you make a decision point because somebody can make a decision on the re-roll like in a second that's in my opinion a, a waste of tapping the clock but like like comes down to like having um i guess clock courtesy i really don't know how we ended up on these this, like this part on the rabbit hole clock. it's clocks they just take you out into the weeds <laughs> and let you go there's a bug, yeah. divisive topic for sure um yeah, a lot of people but, like them but a lot of people don't yeah i just i just think it, it comes down to understanding your one understanding how the clock works and how to use it yourself and then just having clock courtesy like that's, that that'll take you far like there's no there's like to be frank there's no need to be a dick with like with clocks like no it's, it's really there to contract. help yeah it's the clock is there to help the game move forward and to make sure that everybody can get all their games in in a timely manner so you're not going home at 10 o'clock after you just drove two hours uh to an event or whatever it is for you like nobody like that's frustrating like you standing all day your back's hurting you're <laughs> feeling like an old man or woman um and you're just like, wow, I'm tired. And like clocks help that. They really do. I think clocks are great for in real life events, but that's just me. Anyways, I'm going to get off clocks now. Uh, <laughs> so I, I kind of had this one thought of something for people to like look at with. I was curious. Like, what, what is what is happening here? Um, man. Anyways, um, but like my, my analogy for like your game plan is like if you pay attention to sports, um, I'm sure somebody else will come up with another analogy, but like sports, like look at football, like coaches go into, uh, they say, I have this game next week and I'm going to develop my game plan against X team. And I know that they, after watching their tapes and seeing what they do, I know they're going to be doing this, this, and this. It's the same thing you look at the game. Like I know I'm playing Web Warriors. I know they do this with their game plan. I know that they do this. And then the thing you don't expect is what we talked about last week with those unknown player variables. Uh, they start doing their game plan slightly different because they did the same thing. They prepared for you. Uh, and then they make audibles and they change their game plan slightly into a different play that you don't think of. Um, like a good example of this, I was talking to someone who, um, excuse me, I forgot who I was talking to. But anyways, uh, talking about Fury and how silly he is on hammers, and I was like, I was like, yeah, but how funny would it be? I think I was talking to you, Sam, about this, wasn't I? I don't, I don't remember. We talked about some Fury hammers. <laughs> I, I really can't remember who I was talking to about it. Um, I'm bad with names sometimes. But anyways, like I was like, Fury goes grabs hammers. My round two activation. I'm just gonna double run saber tooth and pick up your home hammer now. What are you gonna do now? Like you're just gonna hit saber tooth, like with a hammer. Like, Can you're not you one-shotting that? him unless you get super lucky. Yeah, he can. <laughs> okay, because uh, I've always been not, to not totally sure if, um, like, a, a long mover can, like, get to a back E or a back D. Because I remember that was a big double, thing. Yeah, they double move. Um, Like, if they double move, it's fine. You have to be, like, straight yeah, on, though, right? It's got to yeah, be, like, yeah, the stars have to align. you got to have a clear yeah. shot. you got to be, like... No terrain, no people there. Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. no, I feel that. If they're just turn one doing that with Fury, yeah, just have Sabretooth get his butt in there. Like who's gonna see that coming? Like who's just gonna jam Sabretooth down your opponent's throat? Well, everyone <laughs> like, you talking about it. I mean, now that I'm talking about it, yeah, sure. But that's that's what I'm talking about though, is like you gotta be able to be ready for that, recognize that this is a threat to your game plan and right. pivot on that foot and do that. I guess why this is a fun topic to talk about is thinking about those type of fun scenarios like that and realizing that all these conversations that different like podcasts have, like us, um, 
strikes better danger room like they start having these conversations and i guess oh um brainstorming as they're talking and it just is i always find it interesting to see what what comes up out of it but anyways do you guys have another analogy and how does another analogy other than sports that somebody could like relate this to i got so investments you have tactical and you have strategic investment types right so uh, not to give any investment advice, but the, the general idea is that a strategic plan is a long-term plan focused on uh, basically the, the big picture, where a tactical plan is trying to take advantage of certain things that are happening right now. So your strategic plan, right? You can have a strategic game plan. You know how this player plays because you've played them so many times. You know that they're incredibly aggressive or they're incre incredibly cagey or tentative. Uh, you know how X-Force plays or you know how the Avengers game plan wants to work. Uh, you know how the Guardians like to play, right? So those are kind of the strategic decisions. But then the tactical decisions come into play like, all right, I came out here. I just whiffed on all uh, my, my entire deadly duo and two other rocket attacks just whiffed. I have to pivot. I have to have a new tactical approach in this game. Otherwise, I am, I am in trouble because I just kind of shot my 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 big play and now I'm, I'm i'm down resources i may be out of position and my my current tactical position is very bad and i am no longer on course for my strategic game plan so that's the kind of uh thinking i think that helps get the idea of when you need to pivot uh and when when you've got a strategic plan that you know never takes anything that you have to worry about like yeah it's just uh just keep on going follow the plan we're going to get through this and sometimes you need to audible when something goes wrong or when something doesn't look right keep on thinking of like the app that you listen to books on when you guys say that can we say pivot for my sanity <laughs> <laughs> i just think of basketball um like because I, I played basketball when i was a kid so I, I always, I don't know why whenever I hear the word pivot, I just imagine a foot pivoting. <laughs> I, mean, I just see, that's what I see. Yeah, you're you're pivoting your foot to go in a different direction. Yeah. Oh. All right. Um, Where was I going to go next? I forgot about this. Oh, yeah. So, Sam, how yeah. do you avoid getting that tunnel vision of your game plan? Because uh, I think that's something that somebody could fall easily into a trap of is I'm playing X-Force and I know X-Force because Dizzard doesn't shut up about them, uh, just wants to kill things and be aggressive. So like, that's all I do, right? Like I just be aggressive and kill things and I win games. That's how it works. Like, like how do you avoid that thought trap? To be perfectly honest, I'm not sure I'm all that great at it. <laughs> uh, a couple of my uh, my real uh, standout losses that I can remember uh, are all tunnel vision losses. Uh, I got locked yeah. in on a plan. I got locked in on uh, basically a, a board state, got kind of locked in my head. And I thought, okay, so long as I do X, Y, and Z, then I can prevent this from happening. But then, you know, zoom out and you realize, oh, wait, that wasn't going to happen anyway, or this wasn't the right character. Um, I had a one of the losses I had playing Black Order against Web Warriors, I got locked in on trying to take out a Miles because I had an early spike. And uh, then he managed to do, I, I managed to do like absolutely nothing to him with, with three activations out of a Thanos or three actions out of a Thanos on the next turn. And it's like, oh, wow. Okay. So I, at that point, attempted to pivot, but it was too late. <laughs> fair, fair. 
Uh, so, uh, I'm le- learning. I'm, I'm still learning that one myself. That's all. Fair, fair. I think I think it's actually like cool to think about this, and like I think this is probably the be the most beneficial part of this conversation. <laughs> uh, Hyper Viper, what do you, what do you got? Uh, there's a great Mike Tyson line that I try and keep in mind. It's um, everyone's got a plan that they get punched in the mouth. <laughs> so, yeah. like, you can have a plan. Um, but I, I've, and there's another fun line that's been used in like a million different things. But I first heard it on Young Justice. It's a uh, no plan survives contact, first contact with the enemy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you can have a plan. Like, uh, like you can talk about, I was playing uh, my Avengers list. You can watch all my little games on YouTube, a little self plug there. Um, but like I had a lot of extract stealing garbage um, that I'm kind of trying to get away from because it's not as fun for me anymore. Uh, but it is very good at winning the game. Uh, you just kind of run over the world, the whole board, and score the board faster than anyone else can do it. It's pretty gross. Um, but doing that, what am I talking about? Sorry, my brain. <laughs> Uh, not falling into the trap of oh. being like tunnel visioned by your game yeah. plan. What do you do after you get punched in the mouth? Yeah, so a good example <laughs> of that is I was uh, so Black Panther on uh, spiders. I was playing that against Criminal Syndicate. I double moved and grabbed a spider, and then I got shot for three damage off of a kingpin strike. And I was like, oh, fuck, what do I do now? Um, so I had to be like, okay, uh, there's a hood standing right there. So Black Panther's probably going to die. I need to figure out how Black Panther getting flipped and becoming infinitely less tanky on turn one does not completely end the game for me. <laughs> yeah. um, so just being able to like figure out like what I ended up doing, I think is I just moved Steve up the bodyguard for him. Uh, but like just a way to make that spike not end the game for me. Um, and I, we're getting a little bit of conversation in the chat about what we're all drinking out of. I'm drinking out of a big thermos. <laughs> <laughs> is it a is it a Stanley thermos? It's a Yeti. <laughs> Oh, you're classy then. It's a need a need a white trash that up a little bit. <laughs> uh, I think there's another time to pivot uh, too, which is when when you see a time where you've got an advantage. Uh, I, I think that that's that's a lot. I don't know if that's easier or harder. Uh, I, I feel like I'm more proficient in identifying when it's time to pivot like into something yeah. that my opponent has done wrong or that has gone wrong for them to take advantage of that than it is to to not have tunnel vision myself. I think there's that those are kind of one and the same, right? Like if uh if your opponent has priority and they go with their big beater and they accidentally leave someone on one, you're like, oh, I have the advantage to go with my character who's on one now and get an right. activation out of them. Yeah. Um I guess it's my turn. Um, I've been thinking about what I actually do because this question was not written out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling now. Uh, <laughs> we'll do it anyways. live. Yeah, do it in live. Um, I guess like, like in my head, I'm like, I'm like, do I actually think about a game plan when I'm playing or do I just kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, I'm just playing the game. Yeah, the best game plan is no game plan. Like, Get, get on this level. Uh, no, seriously, <laughs> though, um, I think the best way to look at it is like how Hyper Viper was talking earlier. Use like your time while your opponent is doing their turn and thinking about what routes you have. I have. Um, OK, I'm just I'm trying to like avoid saying like X4 stuff. <laughs> we'll get head, there. Don't worry. In, in my head, like the name Honey Badger popped in my head. And I was to go with Honey Badger as my example. I'm like, let me go somewhere else. Anyways, um, 
my opponent's going, I'm looking at the board, seeing what they're kind of doing with. I'm like, okay, well, I have Fury who can go over here and he can do this. But at the same time, the Grunt's going to go over here and do this. Or I could potentially take Toad and go and run this line. Um, I look at all my lines while my opponent's going and then like using that <laughs> that time frame to actually like think about what their most appropriate plan of action is going to be instead of it coming to my turn and being like, okay, what do I do now? Um, like <laughs> that, that's also just kind of helps you with your clock management time as well. Yeah. But just being aware of everything going on, like being actively attentive, like being that um, active listener, like be that active gamer. Don't just like zone off and get on your phone or start having a sideboard conversation with somebody else who's not even at the table. Exactly. Um, You're here to like play. That, yeah, like be be the active gamer. Pay attention to what's going on um and look at all of your options instead of being all right round one cable goes here. God damn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> round one i'm just whatever i'm just gonna roll with it um cable goes up and he does this round two x23 is gonna go over here and do this round three uh turn three honey badger goes here and does this i have this so set in stone that i'm doing these exact things every single time and it's just one, it gets super projected. Um, your opponent will just see what's going on easily because it's the plan that makes the most sense. Sometimes the best option is something that like your opponent just doesn't see because then it makes them go on their back foot and you're upsetting their game plan because they may be expecting you to go with 23 or with Honey Badger or whoever. But instead, I'm just going to go over here and run off to the side and kill an activation. Now what? Like Now I make you have to move. Um, yeah. So it's, it's kind of interesting to think about it like that. And that's kind of how I try to avoid the thinking traps. Uh, I'm not very good at it myself because I get into a bloodlust, especially when things are very well <laughs> going my way. And X-23 is just on a chain of killing things. And I'm like, yes. Um, and then next <laughs> thing I know the game's over and I lost 16 to like 12 because I just went completely down the rabbit hole of killing things. So it's like it's it's being attentive to the whole entire board state, not just like models, locations, health, tactics, cards, um, but like positioning and what is the score out at the end of this round? Um, that is something that I think drastically changes what your game plan needs to be. And that is what is the end round score out currently? So what I mean by this, if those who don't, quite get that is i look at the board state my opponent is currently if the score if the round ended right now my opponent's scoring three i'm scoring three whatever it is um it doesn't add up but whatever um so looking at that and understanding sorry uh i was reading that <laughs> what almost said um i'm on it he, yeah <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so Understanding the score out and what it is and what you can do to affect this. Um, something when I was doing some articles was and like telling like, hey, you need to understand what you can afford to let your opponent score every single round. If you can say, okay, my opponent can score for this round as long as I don't let them score four again next round. And you can start developing that game plan going forward and start getting that future plan. So it's like, okay, in order to not let them score for next round, I need to be dazing this character this round. Um, and kind of going through that, and like this, this, this really comes from just getting those reps in and completely understanding um, stuff like that. In my opinion, um, like that's very much a lot of reps, <laughs> but it's something to think about. And I think a lot of people don't quite think about the score out 
And I do think it's a very major point to um, adjusting or pivoting <laughs> game plans. Uh, what, do, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, you can't kill everyone if the game's over. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. I'm not a fan. One of my favorite games I have was a 16 to 15 game, but the, the one point of differential in scoring came on round two. It was a hammers and infinity formula. And I managed to, we managed to basically make it so that neither of us scored one of the points that was quote unquote his to score. Yeah. And uh, at that point I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm up by one point at this point, I have two hammers. I have good control of two infinity formula locations. I need to pull back from trying to threaten uh, his side, we were playing long ways on Infinity. And uh, so I was like, okay, I just need to get my guys out of there, just completely withdraw and you know fortify my positions. And so long as I don't give anything up, he's got to spend basically an entire turn coming to me with half of his force. And I think that I can manage this. The, the game was, it was down to the wire, uh, but ultimately the, the fact that he had, it, it takes a whole turn to get from one side of the Infinity formula to the other. I don't care you know, yeah. who you are. It's a whole turn of walking. And because of that, I scored the four points that I needed and there was nothing he could do about it. And that's that's the kind of you know strategy and tactics pivot right there where you're like, okay, this thing yeah. happened. Like, I really wanted to score that point, but instead of going up by two, now I'm just up by one. I, I guess I didn't think of it this way, but all I had to do was keep him from scoring that point. All right, get out of here, guys. Let's go. Come be safe. Come join the team. Yeah, that's it. All right. Hyper, you got anything? Uh, <laughs> amazing Spider-Man can get across there, baby. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. he's got the power. Yeah. <laughs> he's the fastest, man. Uh, Quicksilver, too. Uh, uh, I think I slowed him with a lizard before. I oh, but you're you're 100% right. Like, realistically, <laughs> like even a, a quick character, that's most of their turns getting across the board. Yeah. If yeah. not all. Um, that's why, like, bees have become kind of like the when i was playing my you know super avengers list which i i still think is probably the most competitive roster i've ever built um i was really happy whenever i got mutant madmen like oh well i can split my forces better than like almost any team in the game and you are not going to be able to cross the board in time to stop one side if one side just takes over yeah um i want to read what ominous put in here real quick he said I had a game where I nearly lost it after I got focused on killing Venom. I had the one damage to push Venom with Strange. I thought I could gamble and go for the days, ending up rerolling into zero damage. But if I dealt one, push, walk to the point, I would just win. Killing Venom didn't even matter. So I think something that's interesting about that is like you get you get sucked into the bloodlust like and that's part of the game and like it's it's so much fun just to roll dice that's why we're here uh <laughs> we all like rolling dice right um i mean some people don't but uh, i like re-rolling yeah. dice <laughs> uh, yeah why do you think i play x-force <laughs> uh, oh man so many re-rolls it's hilarious when i'll be playing and i have the the re-roll stack team and somebody's like how many dice have you re-rolled is this legal like <laughs> are you cheating <laughs> oh man it's great um but anyways, like he brings a very good point. And that's it's I mean, kind of what we were talking about is just the whole trying to avoid those traps of getting sucked into one game plan. Know you're out and make sure before you roll dice or make a positive action. I think that's probably the key phrase here before you making a positive action, like picking up the model to move 
rolling the dice or declaring an attack, um, anything like that, that positive action before you do anything, think about what you're doing and make sure that there isn't like a different opportunity. So instead of I'm going to go over here and spender and potentially whiff when I could literally throw you away and then walk once and then that's game. Um, <laughs> like there's, there's so many times where like that's been like, I've seen it in like the TTS league cuts. I've seen it in real life events. I've done them uh, multiple times to where it's like the game just gets completely thrown because all you needed to do was the easy option that didn't rely on dice going your way. <laughs> but it's so much more fun to gamble. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, so much more fun just to say, I need five hits and you need to block nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because then when it happens, you feel like you're on fire. It's the yeah. best. <laughs> like, I, I had a couple games in my bracket in the west bracket um like my couple hardest games were games that i was playing hulk and i just couldn't put damage through with them mm -hmm. um which is ultimately why i took him out of the roster for top cut which broke my heart and i still <laughs> lost um <laughs> but he on those games where i was playing hulk and i just couldn't do damage i was like okay i would do like two attacks or three attacks with hulk with like really good odds to do damage right like he's swinging with like multiple hammers because both games he had like two hammers on him and he just couldn't put damage on anybody. So I was like, okay, how do I win this game without rolling dice at all? And it got to the point that like I wasn't even trying to attack anymore because I was like, it's just not going to work. Like I had the the Doctor Voodoo curse over me. Um, so I had like I was just using him as a throw bot, and I was like, wow, Vision could do this too, but he doesn't have twenty health. Um, and yeah, sometimes you really do need to, like I'm going to say it again. I know we're going to think about feet or whatever, but we're you have to pivot. Like if you're. <laughs> Sometimes you're just not going to roll dice. Sometimes dice are just not working for you. And having an option that isn't just rolling dice is really nice. Yeah. Um, but also sometimes you just need to be like, because this has happened to me a lot too, is I'll be rolling terribly for the first half of the game and be like, it's my time. And then the second half of the game, I blow someone off the table. It's like, oh yeah, no, the, the, the gods were with me. Absolutely. Um, I think we should sum it up and move on before we keep rambling on to the next thing. <laughs> Uh, unless you guys have something else you like, feel is very pivotal. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, other than Throwbot Hulk is is surprisingly effective when that's the the best job for him to do. So I mean, yeah, don't be afraid of that. Fun. No, it's not. It's not what you want to do with Hulk. It doesn't feel cinematic. It it does feel you know like there's just a Hulk like Hulk it around and he's just going to throw somebody over there and then jump back on the car and wait for them to come back to him. Yeah, but like what comic <laughs> have you ever read where Hulk is just like throwing the kingpin into a corner over and over and then sitting on a point? Not a one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's 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 go ahead and just, you know, the the TLDR just to re remind everybody what we talked about here because <laughs> um, <laughs> one defining game plan and understanding your specific game plan that you have for your roster like from roster construction moving forward and enacting it um, actively playing the game similar to active listening so be paying attention and understand. Develop your game plan while your opponent's taking their turn. Uh, knowing when to pivot. Um, might just rename this episode to It's Pivotal. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. And uh, whatever it was that we just talked about, and I'm having a complete brain fart right now. Um, wow. Oh, yeah, thinking traps. Don't get sucked yeah. into that tunnel vision. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so that's that's pretty much like what it comes down to game plan. Um, I think those 
few key points right there really sum it up when you're looking at a miniatures game in general, specifically here, MCP. And if I think if you can focus on these key points, right, I think you can see a lot of change, especially if you're a newer player um, in your game plan as a whole. Uh, it's, 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 it's fun. It's fun. Um, so let's, let's move on now. Um, last week we had talked about in our inaugural episode or first episode, whatever you want to call it, that we were going to do, uh, what do we call it? Well, well season takes, yeah. <laughs> um, we decided to change this up a little bit and we're going to do something that I don't know. I don't know if we decided on name it. Do you guys like this name or do you want, have we not decided yet? I like sales pitch or elevator pitch or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're going to call it sales slash elevator. <laughs> uh, we'll take your pick. Sales uh, pitch or elevator pitch or whatever. The whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, sales pitch or whatever it is of the week. Um, and because it's me that's doing it this week. And again, we're going to do the same thing as a challenge where the person is going to shift every single week of who's doing this. And it's me. So I'm going to talk about cable. Um, I put up in the discord earlier today uh, a vote to see what people thought was cables like. You know, like what, what was wrong with cable? And I, I kind of assumed this was going to be the case. And I think the, the options are very resounding because 19 people said his attacks. Seven people said power generation. Three, four, including myself, um, <laughs> said nothing. He's great. One person said his superpowers and two people said his kid as a whole is why Cable is a terrible model. Um, I think I'm the superpowers and, one. <laughs> well, I, I, and I'm, I'm here and I'm going to use this opportunity to sell you on Cable. And that's that is the point here. So number one, um, I really want to focus on his attack because this is where I see people's biggest point of contention with Cable is, is he has a terrible attack. Absolutely terrible. Five dice energy. Well, I, I have something of interest for everybody here. I went through today at work. Um, don't tell my boss. Um, and went through all of the characters of MCP and got an average defense for physical, mystic, and energy. Uh, didn't really take very long, actually, because it's super easy of thought math because um, i hadn't found like anybody that did a spreadsheet on like average defenses like everybody just kind of assumes that energy is the lowest defense right um because it's just what you see the least of of being like high numbers now hyper if i had to ask you what do you think has a higher average defense physical or mystic Ooh, uh between the two of them i don't know we've gotten a lot of characters that are higher on the mystic recently but i think overall they're probably extremely close to equal, if not Mystic just edging out by a tiny bit. And I swear I'm not looking at statistics right now. That's just my <laughs> genuine guess. Uh, what about you, Finger Guns? Between Physical and Mystic? I think after yeah. the recent wave, it's got to be Mystic. Mystic's okay. gotta, it's a slight slight advantage, I think. All right. So the body that I did, like, just, I just did an average. I just added all of them together, did an average. Uh, physical is at 3.22. Energy is at 2.99 and mystic is at 3.29 so mystic beats wow. physical by 0. 0.07 wow. that's like nothing yeah, yeah. Oof. yeah. mystic attacks the worst you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> but i think like this also just goes to show like the, the spread between these three numbers really isn't that great like between the lowest being energy at 2.99 to mystic being 3.29 that's only that's a 0. decimal 3. place yeah that's nothing yeah. 
Um, granted, like the thing that I think that needs to be looked at though more in depth is what characters people are actually taking. Like, yes, that's going to skew a lot of things. If we're just looking at average defenses across the board, then this is something to consider. So, saying that Cable has an energy attack, which isn't the worst defense across the board. Yes, you're, that's that is a fact, but it's not by much. <laughs> um, but I think I just thought it was interesting to bring that up. But so here's here's my things with Cable's attack. He is a range five. Um, five dice energy, right? If you look at all of the other five threats, Cable is the only one who has a zero cost range five attack. Everybody else is a four, and most of those fours, like those four range fours, are also five dice. Mm. There's a couple of six die ones, but majority of them are five dice, and they're typically physical. Um, yeah, I was thinking Thor, but no, you're right. He's got he has cost power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so all of the zero costs, Cable has the biggest range zero cost attack with the most dice for that range five. That is at zero cost. Specifics here. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to make this sound really good. <laughs> but Dizzard, um, don't don't Rocket and Hawkeye have the same attack? Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. <laughs> Except for, um, we're talking about five threats here and comparable speakers. We're not going down that route right now. Um, but so the thing that came up was I had uh, Jacob over from you know the danger room give me some math charts and all that. And um, my what I really wanted to see was uh, people say the answer to Cable of how to fix him is give him a six die builder. He should have had a six die builder. Um, I know I've said it. I know Hyper, you said it. And I know, Sam, you probably thought it. Uh, or probably not because you don't care about Cable. <laughs> oh, I like Cable. I'm kidding. I'm I'll kidding. accept the name. If you change the name of the attack, it can stay at five dice. It could go four <laughs> dice for all I care. Um, but so here, here's the thing that I kind of came to the conclusion when I was talking with Jacob earlier about this. And that's if... If Cable, so sorry, let me read off the chart here. Um, with five dice, one reroll. Um, so two plus damage at 62%, and then three plus damage is at 39%. So averagely, he should be doing two damage per attack, which seems about right if you think about all the times you played Cable. So for me, a bunch, you guys probably zero. Um, anyways, hey. uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, but then once you look at um a six die he now goes from having the average so above 50 percent being two dice when he's got six dice it's three three damage is the above average so you're looking at cable generating from like his two power in the power phase plus doing two attacks at three damage because he's able to do two attacks every single round generating eight power every single turn before anybody ever attacks him um it sounds awesome, I know, right? But let's think about like in terms of like how the character feels and being overtuned. Like you can't tell me that if he was getting three damage on average every single attack, that's six damage against the average energy defense. He's basically one shotting somebody every single round. Yeah, that starts to get Not like to mention- territory, right? Uh, Sam? Get into uh, what territory? territory. <laughs> one shots or one damage. That's all the guy does. Yeah. <laughs> At least Cable and but, Center is. 
But I think, well, that's, that's the thing too, is like if he had six dice, that incinerate probability goes up as well. So, um, like you're looking at this and you're saying that, okay, so he'll be two shotting. That means he's one, sh- not two shotting, but like basically he's one rounding a, um, the average model. Doesn't matter what threat they are. Um, I guess like the five or the higher health. Sure, sure. Um, but like your three to four threats, like typically six to seven, like he's probably one rounding them and that he's still going to have the power to do a throw and then still have the power to boost defenses um, with that average three dice per attack. So I just think that's super interesting to look at. And I think that's probably the wrong way to look at how cable should be reworked. Mm-hmm. If he's ever reworked, my biggest thing to look at is, um, they should do a like Iron Man superpower where he gets to add dice because it's literally something he does in the comics and all of the video games. <laughs> um, that's I'll leave that at that as far as the dice goes. But I just, my biggest point here is like people literally like shit on his attack all the time when he literally has one of the best zero cost attacks, range five, five dice against the weakest defense with a wild incinerate, which is fifty four percent I believe chance of getting it. So he literally has like the best zero cost attack like he really really does because he doesn't have to get into the battle he doesn't like he can be at your deployment zone or close to it like at his point wherever he wants to be in the game and hitting somebody um so he's safe and he's using the power he generates to buff his buddies and make sure that they live um i just i just don't see why and i'm i'm a victim of this too like i always complain about his attack because it's called cable dice for a reason um but it's it's just i thought i found it super interesting when i was going over this today and planning out this little talk and i've completely gone off script uh because i had this all written out nice and neat and i'm just rambling but (laughs) um but like so like my biggest points is one he's a he is the only five threat with a zero cost range five attack uh against the lowest defense average across the game x-force leadership already makes it equivocal to a six die attack so one of his attacks during his turn out of the two is going to be that six die attack that everybody asked for um but i i definitely think that his builder could you could argue that it is out of all the five threats is arguably the best zero cost attack because it's range five against the weakest defense and applies incinerate which nobody likes incinerate um yeah, it's not auto, but you're probably going to be getting it over the course of the round. Um, now, to go on to why Cable is also still good is he's boosting his team's defense, which increases their overall survivability. Um, he has one of the best throws in the game, which is probably only beat by Mags. And I'd, I'd let people argue Ma and Angela. Like, who else has a better throw that's more efficient and that has the distance? Because he picks up range three, throws medium. Hulk. For, but Hulk pays, what, two power? <laughs> yeah. To pick up within range two and throws it medium. Isn't that Angela too? She's, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, that's her too. Yeah. I guess, okay, fine. You could argue Hulk. But um, but it's, it's literally, he pays the cost of the size within range three and throws it medium. Like, that's, it's huge. I've, I've snagged so many pieces of terrain away from Magneto with this with his throw. I think his throw is arguably I would I would rate the throws Mags, Cable, Ma, Angela, Hulk, um, because he could throw up to size four. He's got the most efficient throw next to Mags probably. Um, so that's there's that, and yeah, I just I don't I don't know. I would argue that he's actually higher up on the tier list of 
fives. I'm not going to do a tier list, but that's just the easiest word that comes to mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's, that's just my argument is like, I don't think he deserves all the crap people give him. And I think that he actually is a very solid five that deserves more recognition is probably like the most underrated five in my opinion because again mm. that builder is probably one of the best builders on any of the five threads just just saying it's certainly good <laughs> are you guys sold on cable did i sell you <laughs> i think, I think oh. my problem with cable is that he's a minivan and i don't want a minivan <laughs> i mean I've, I'm definitely sold on cable. I'm going to try and fit them in my games a lot more, especially since I'm like playing X-Force now. I've been converted. Yeah. I'm on a podcast with Digit, so I have to play X-Force. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's an obligation. However, the thing that's happening here that's making me unhappy is that you're rating Hulk lower than Angela for throws, even though Hulk can throw size four people <laughs> too. So it's let's put same. a little bit more respect. Uh, excuse me. Can she displace Juggernaut? No. Hulk can. Fair He's enough. The best. Fair enough. Um, and also, you were talking about tier lists. I recently I, I ripped all the images off of Angie's website to make a, a yeah. tier list on Tier Maker, so I'm probably going to be pumping out tier lists for just random topics in the near future. <laughs> I mean, that's completely fine. I, I I have no issues with people doing tier lists. I think they're fun. Um, but I think the biggest thing to I know, completely sidebar right here, but it's like I think the thing that people realize or need to realize with tier lists is it's all completely opinionated and not to oh, get yeah. salty about someone's tier list. Like that's like. Like, man, you're you're so dumb. You put cable at S here. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, is this is people's opinions? Like, let, let them have their tier list. Like, that's that's I'll I'll stop. But <laughs> uh, there's okay. So I I studied journalism for a long time. There's yeah. no such thing as someone in this world who exists without bias. It is completely yes. impossible to write anything without bias. Doesn't matter like how pure you think you are, or like how unbiased, or like um like just writing the facts you think you are there is no way in this world to be unbiased so when i make a tier list and put thanos at the top uh that's just because i like him and he won't be at the top because fury will be because i hate fury <laughs> that's the tier list you should do be like characters i love characters oh, i hate this I is the s tier of characters i love i love these characters the most <laughs> yeah yeah it'd be like four characters on the top and then everyone else in the bottom <laughs> but uh no i, I think I think Cable's cool. Staying on topic, I think Cable's really cool. I obviously have a lot of love for the character based on like my name and just I I've yeah. been, you know, trying to shove Cable into every like video game I've been able to play since I was like four. I love Cable. Uh he's he's a cool dude with a gun. He goes bang bang. Messiah War is one of the best comic books ever written. Yeah. Agreed. Robot arm. Um flashing robot arm. Looks good. Oh, yeah. Like that um actually I like Cable more than I've gotten credit for on this cast. <laughs> I even put a teddy bear on mine. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just not uh, like the cable love. I'm just, I'm not used to it. I'm not used to people liking cable. Uh, <laughs> but um, something I forgot to mention, though, um, on the talk is like I was mentioning if he had a six die builder, he'd basically be generating eight power every single turn. Well, that means with his five die builder, he's generating six power every single turn, which I can actually say from like experience, that's about average for what I get every single turn with cable. This is before damage is dealt to him, which means that he's able to either shield three people um, or throw a size four and shield one person, which is pretty efficient, if you ask me. Oh, I yeah. think he just gets a lot of ra um, crap for those those dice that he just whiffs. I mean, I, I call him di cable dice for a reason. Um because it's so upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, everyone whiffs though. That's just yeah. Game is. 
that's that's the thing. It's a dice game. Like like whatever character it is, it could be strange. He's gonna whiff. And he's gonna reroll all of his dice because that's <laughs> that's just how he works. Um, but yeah, that's that's my sales pitch. I thought it was fun. I kind of rambled a lot. Should have stayed on my my script I had for it. But <laughs> I like it. it. I think the the weekly you know elevator pitch for a character should be kind of rambly because you're not going to trust someone who you giving you a pitch in an elevator and they don't seem like they love this thing so much they're getting excited. <laughs> Have that passion. Exactly. Passion. I can hear it in your voice how much you care about cable. <laughs> I also think I that if they give him that uh that Friday AI boost, uh five die attack that incinerates you followed up by a seven die attack from range five. That would be man, good. sign me yeah. up. <laughs> that Thanks. would be so nasty. Yeah he would be probably a terror. Yes, like <laughs> that's it's scary. Um, yeah, All, the only thing that they truly need to change on his card is make the leadership just once per attack. That's that's all. I mean, uh, that's also going to be brutal, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like make word it so that way it's like not like triggered by rapid fire as well, just like once per attack action. That's what it was. Once per attack. I actually I like that a lot. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. It, it, I'm trying to think of how the wording would work for it because you don't want it to be like every single beam attack either. Otherwise, you would just fill your whole entire list full well, of beams. Yeah, no, once per attack action gets around <laughs> that. Oh, wait, no. no so a, a beam is still an attack. It's a single attack, right? Even though you're yeah. hitting a bunch of people. It, each attack yeah. is is an attack, but there's still yeah, just like that's how, that's how Carnage works with this AoE is it boosts the whole attack action. Right. So for yeah. you, it would be your reroll per attack action. So you only get one. Right. No, attack action, you get, you get like every attack within that action is boosted or rerolled. Yeah, but you only get one reroll total. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's weird. There's whatever the wording is for it to be worse. Literally, like if Domino shoots once, her rapid fire is not going to get the reroll as well because that would be ridiculous. Um, I think, but being able to make it so like where like each attack, like whereas like your normal two actions were a reroll for each would be great. Um, <laughs> words. <laughs> All right, uh, but I would love, I would love a a, hy- a hyper viper superpower to where he just paid to boost his attack. I absolutely love it. Um, yeah. Anyways, moving on. Yeah. I'll be corner. Um, Sam, what, <laughs> what do you got planned for this next week? Oh, I got to put some terrain together. It's going to be uh, a whirlwind of terrain construction and painting uh, tonight and tomorrow and Friday and maybe go. even Saturday morning. We'll see. <laughs> stay, stay up all night working on it. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh. What about what about you, Hyper Viper? Uh, I I'm talking about how I just got Juggernaut, so I plan on um, finally painting my terrain because that'll be good practice for things I actually care about, and then bringing <laughs> all of it with me so that I can flood tables with terrain and just pretend that it's completely fine. Absolutely, nice. yeah. brilliant. Um, I haven't decided. Right <laughs> I I haven't decided if I mm-hmm. want to paint Thanos or the shield agents i'll probably do the shield agents this week and i'll do thanos probably next week because i want to like actually spend time on thanos and not just rush through it mm-hmm. uh, you can rush on those shield agents no one likes them yeah I really, yeah that's nobody nobody will care my uh, shield so agents I'm are not... all black, black <laughs> quick face uh, quick hair done you know what you should have done you should have just zenithal primed them and then um did a, did a dip uh, yeah. probably, probably, like when is the last Brilliant. time you did a dip <laughs> uh, if anybody has never heard of the dip method for painting, just YouTube it. It is glorious. Um, <laughs> it is super messy, but it looks really cool. Like if you can do it right, like it, like if you want to do some stone stuff, like <laughs> uh, let's do a quick dip. Anyways, um, 
So yeah, uh, this week we're going to give Finger Guns the challenge of the week. What do you got for this week's? All right, Kenny, this one's for you. Let's build some defenders, guys. I want to build some defenders rosters. I want to see your most inventive, creative, and uh, non-grunts-oriented defenders roster. But if you got to throw <laughs> grunts in there to, to make up for it, we'll, we'll figure it out. I do feel like Shadowlands Daredevil might have some play with Strange. But uh, let's find out. I want to. Let's, let's do some defenders rosters. I'm going to do one, too. Same. I'll definitely right. make one. Uh, and then we didn't get any new listener questions, so there's nothing there. Uh, don't forget, we do have listener questions segments on the Discord. I'll put the link to the Discord in the show notes because I forgot to last week, I think. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I think that's I think that's going to wrap it up for episode two. Um, you guys have anything you want to say before we close out? Got a... Uh, I'm Go curious ahead. about the, the the Shadowlands in Defenders now. I don't know what the synergy is there. I want to know. Uh, counting blanks. Mostly oh, just counting blanks. Okay. Counting so blanks on extra defense dice. Yeah, more expensive Iron Fist. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> With grunts. With grunts. With grunts. Yeah. With grunts. Gross. <laughs> I mean, Iron Fist can be in the roster too, right? And Luke Cage. Boom. That's true. I do love them. Yeah. And Electra, you can go like full, full blown. Oh, yes, Defender too. Ooh, yeah. See, Defender's grunts. I don't know. That's the direction I was looking at the other night. Uh, I guess my my ad here would be: we've got an event coming up in Greenville this weekend. I don't expect uh, you know many people to make the you know trip at on such short notice, but uh, it should be fun. Uh, we're gonna have a good time. It's a LVO IS qualifier, and uh, we're really excited to be putting it on. We're at twenty four people so far which uh, it's like the biggest event that we've had at our store for anything, which makes me feel really cool about that. And uh, I guess I'll have a lot to talk about from, from that event uh, next week about what, what it takes to run a, uh, you know, competitive crisis protocol event that uh, hopefully everybody walks away from having a, a really good time and has a great story or two to tell. All right, so um, that's going to close us out for our second episode. I would say this was another fun one. I'm, I'm enjoying these. So uh, I just want to thank everybody for stopping by to watch if you're here for the Twitch stream or if you're watching the YouTube replays. Um, want to listen to our content? We truly hope you enjoyed it and look forward to more content from us. I'll be sure to put the Discord link in the show notes this time. And don't forget, we do have a Discord. Um, that's been rather fun lately. Um, it's been nothing but memes and jokes, apparently. That's <laughs> right. uh, good. The best Discord. Um, Everybody yeah, says like, that about their Discord, but like, I mean, like to be honest, like this Discord has been literally like five percent MCP, ninety-five percent memes. Um, I'm the most entertained by our Discord. Like, I, I have a couple of MCP Discords. Um, I barely check them anymore because ours is funny. Yeah, it's 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 literally like ninety five percent memes. I'm not, I'm not joking about that. <laughs> there is hardly any MCP talk that goes on. I put this little tagline in our closeout little thing that I'm supposed to read here. That's something about like um, to continue talking about MCP and enjoy conversation. It's like, yeah, you're not gonna get any of that here. Apparently, we don't we don't we don't talk MCP in the off time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyways. Um, if you want to come join another Discord and add it to your collection because you need another Discord that is MCP related, there's like 20 of them out there nowadays. Um, feel free to go ahead and follow the link and join in and 
join the meme conversation. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I think that's the closest house. So uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Oh, I forgot we do this. We actually have a closer. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you guys later. Perfectly balanced. It's all things should be. Maximum effort. In this war, there's no surrender. He's out of line, but he's right. Who the hell is Bucky? You don't like a bear fight. I think you're wrong. Which part? All of it. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Touche.